This episode brought to you by Home Cooking Delivered, the home cooking delivery service in and around Southampton. Check out their Facebook by searching Home Cooking Delivered or by going to their website www.homecookingdelivered.net. What's going on guys and welcome back to another episode of Thoughts from the Toilet. It is Friday the 31st of August. How fucking quick is this year passing us by? I feel like I've just blinked and it's it's September already. Um, you know, it's going to be Christmas literally in a few weeks' time. And then before we know it, 2019 will be, will be knocking and 2018 will be a distant memory. Like, you know when you're young and everyone says life moves quicker as you get older? When you're younger and people say that to you, you just think, oh, they're just, you know, they're just being old people. They're just saying stuff that old people say to you to try and make you appreciate life a little bit more. But it's not until you actually get that little bit older and you realise just how true they were. And they say, you know, Christmas doesn't mean as much as you get older. And again, that's just one of them things where you think they're just jealous that they're old and they're not getting as many presents as what they would do as a child because they're, they're a bigger person. So now they don't need so much toys. And when you're young, you think, they're just trying to ruin it. But as you get older, you do realise, you know, things like Christmas and stuff are more for the kids and they, they don't mean as much. And as you get older, it is more about spending good quality time with your family and friends. Um, so, you know, and when people used to say life moves quicker as you get older, it's, it's true. I totally agree with it now. And they, you know, when all them crazy shitty sayings where they say, school years are the best years of your life well yeah I can totally agree with that now because all I had to do when I was at school was wake up my mum would wake me up my clothes would be ready my breakfast would be ready my lunch would be made I'd go to school for nine o'clock do sort of six hours of I don't want to say learning I'll say paying attention to things I wanted to pay attention to uh, but the majority of the time, you know, was just just fucking around with friends. And then at three o'clock, the bell would go. You'd cycle home with your friends. And that was that. Dinner would be ready for you. And that was the only thing you had to worry about was, you know, who's was not, uh, you know, not losing your rubber or your pencil sharpener or making sure, you know, that your pencil stays sharp. And now, now I'm an adult. I've got more to be worried about. So as a child, going to school, yes, school years are the best years of your life because you don't have shit to worry about. You don't have to worry about bills. You don't have to worry about having food in the cupboards. You don't have to worry about, you know, trying to have friends and socialise with your friends. But as you're in, when you be an adult, socialising with your friends is not an option because there's so much things, you, more things you need to do and there seems to be less time, but more things. So socialising with friends becomes a hardship. Um, but, you know, lucky for me, I've got some good friends where it's all sort of low maintenance sort of stuff where we just we just text and check in. And every now and again, we see each other. We go out for some food and stuff. But I know my friends are all okay and all my friends know that I'm okay. But it just seems like the hours get shorter as the older you get. So fucking God knows how it's going to be when, you know, I'm, I'm like 80, if I'm still here, but I'm, 
if I think life is moving quick now, and I'm only 27 years old, you know, I'm still, I'm an adult, but I'm young. You know, I still got a lot of, um, hopefully I've got a lot of years ahead of me. And I feel like life is moving at 100 miles an hour right now. And I'm, a, I'm only 27. So what happens when I hit 30 and get the far side of 30? And then, you know, it's 40, then 50. And then before I know it, an hour is going to last maybe a minute if I'm lucky. So sex is going to be right out the window because it's just going to be pointless. Because 30 seconds now, you know, you know how quick an hour is. Take 30 seconds out of that hour. And then when I'm 50, you take that 30 seconds, it's going to be a blink of an eye. So it's just going to be pointless. So maybe we'll start to talk to each other more. But, you know, talking about friends and stuff. I've got a lot of friends at the moment that are sort of going through a real, real rough time for whatever reason. You know, all different reasons. Um, and I've been spending maybe more time with them. And I'm glad because I'm, I'm, I'm glad that I'm, I'm helping or at least I think I'm helping where I am, where I can. Um, so, but you know, in, it makes you realize how life is not all singing and dancing, you know, and this week I've been a bit of a, an emo Nemo, just sort of swimming around in my own thoughts and being, being a bit upset about things that usually wouldn't be upset about, you know, and being a bit more stressed, um, and just feeling like there's more pressure on life at the moment. Uh, so what I've started to do is I've started to write, write down like between five and 10 things every day that I'm I'm grateful for and that's my gratitude list and then when I sit and think um you know I sit and think about it life is not all that bad the, as I'm writing down these things that I'm grateful for I realize that life is actually okay you know there's people that are out there that are a lot worse so a gratitude list is a real good way to you know keep your head on your shoulders and not become a victim of your own attitude or your own mind it makes you realise your life is okay and it is going to be okay. But, you know, my, my gratitude list, I'll find it and I'll, I'll share it with you just so, you, you know, um, you get a feel for the sort of things that I'm grateful for on a daily basis. So at the top, I always write at the top, um, accept what you cannot control, you cannot change. And that's that's good because a lot of times we get annoyed about things that are out of our control. But if you can't control it, you can't change it. Therefore, you shouldn't really get, you know, you shouldn't look into it too much and you shouldn't, um, you know, beat yourself up about it too much because if you can't control it, you can't change it. And if you could control it and change it, then you would. So I think that's that's a real good saying to, to have at the top there. But uh, yesterday, I haven't wrote today's yet because I'm in a good mood today. Uh, maybe because I'm not working and I'm doing a podcast and I'm with you guys. Thanks for being here. But yesterday's gratitude list was um, I was I was grateful for my limbs. I still am grateful for my limbs because I'm fortunate enough to have all of my working limbs and that makes life easy. You know, that's true because um, you ever tried, you know, if you ever try like tying an arm behind you and trying to wash up, trying to wash up with one arm, you can't do it. Um, you know, trying to trying to walk with one leg is difficult. So I'm, I'm I'm forever grateful. Every day I'm grateful that I've got all of my appendages and they all work correctly because anything can happen at any moment and, you know, you could just lose one of them. So I feel, I feel like we we take our limbs for granted. So I'm, I'm grateful for my limbs all the time. Um, I'm grateful for my backpack as it helps 
to carry my stuff and makes carrying my stuff easier. And, you know, backpacks get overlooked a lot. You, we take them for granted, definitely, because we just assume, you know, we just load it up with, with our stuff. How selfish is that? We just chuck all of our stuff in it and we expect it to hold it all. But, you know, if all the stuff we put in that backpack or that bag or your purse or your handbag or whatever you carry, all of our stuff we put in there, if we didn't have that, you know, that, um, that container to put them in, the receptacle, that uh, cat daddy receptacle right there to put all of our stuff in, carrying all of that stuff would be very difficult. So, you know, I'm thankful for my backpack because that helps me with life because I don't have to carry all my stuff. It carries it for me. All I do is put all my stuff in there and I carry that. So that's a lot easier. Uh, I'm grateful for my alarm clock because it wakes me up on time. It's an important one. You know, we hate to hear that alarm clock in the morning, but imagine if we all just slept in all day. No one had an alarm clock. No one got up at a certain time. You know, nothing would get done. No one would go to work. So alarm clocks shouldn't be, again, they should not be overlooked. They should, you know, we should respect alarm clocks more. We should have more gratitude towards alarm clocks. Um, I was Yesterday I was grateful for other people because this helps us to realise and know that we are all individuals. Because it's so easy to get caught up in um, what you see on social media and become, you know, like, what social media expects us to be like, you know, social media expects us all to be skinny or um, have fake breasts and big muscles. But, you know, life's not like that. And if if the whole world was the same, imagine how boring this this whole place would be. So seeing other people of all different color, creed, um, sexual orientation, size, you know, it makes you realize that we are individual and we should be grateful for being individuals because it's not boring. Um, and, and my fifth one yesterday was I was grateful for shops so we can buy all the stuff that we want and all the stuff that we need. Because, you know, years and years ago when we were cavemen and stuff, we would have to go out and hunt for food or we would have to find food and find ways to survive. And now it's just put on our doorstep for us, for us to leave. You know, we've got even, we've even got, like people going to the shops in their pajamas it's that easy to go to the shop and get stuff they go in their pajamas so shops i'm eternally grateful for because it makes life a lot easier uh, by by going to get all of that stuff and you know it sort of got me thinking we should probably um love ourselves a little bit more you know not to the point where we're putting up a hundred you know selfies on instagram a day but, you know, just loving ourselves um, for being who we are and loving what's inside of us. And that's not a euphemism. But, you know, there's, there's a lot of beauty inside a lot of people. And there's a lot of people out there who are, hmm, you know, a lot of people who are maybe damaged, maybe, from something that's happened in their lifetime or something that's happened to them recently. You know, a lot of people are, are, are down, down in the dumps about themselves. But... We need to learn to love ourselves that little bit more just so I, I feel like if we learn to love ourselves, then we can love and embrace other people. But I think the first step is is loving ourselves and um, becoming emotionally self-sufficient. You know, we need to know we need to learn to control our own emotions. And, um, you know, I, I totally agree talking about emotions and talking about your problems are a massive, massive help. 
But we also need to learn to channel that and deal with their emotions on our own in some ways. And that's not me saying bottle everything up and don't tell anyone, you know, because talking is a great um, is a great outlet. What I mean is if we're going to be seeking other people's help for our problems, then we need to be able to, you know, want to help ourselves. You can't expect help from someone if you, you are not willing to help yourself. And that's just the crux of the matter. Because, you know, it's not fair on the person who is trying to help you because it's not a waste of their time as such. But, you know, if if they're going to put time and effort into you to help you get get past and move past whatever is getting you down, then you need to, you know, you need to um, want to get past it as well. Because it's pointless somebody telling you how to and you just go in reverse all the time. So self-love and emotional self-sufficiency, I think, is a big thing for us going forward. Um, but you know I understand not everyone is capable of doing that everyone needs that little bit of extra help uh, but hey on a more positive note we've got my nephew This uh, we look after my nephew every other weekend and we take him kickboxing uh, at Next Generation Martial Arts in Southampton which is where I do my martial arts stuff as well so we have my nephew every other weekend and we take him kickboxing uh, on Saturday mornings and he's excited uh, because you know, a couple of weeks ago, he got a new uh, tortoise. And I'm not sure whether you should say tortoise or tortoise. Because it's spelt tortoise. But I believe it's pronounced tortoise. So I'll stick with tortoise. Anyway, he got a new tortoise and he was over the moon. He called him Zuma because obviously um, it's sarcasm and it's ironic. So he called him Zuma. Uh, and then, then one day, the dog... Um, got out of the kitchen and let's just say Zuma was no more the dog caught up with Zuma because it's not hard to catch up with a tortoise because they don't move very quick and dogs move a lot quicker than what a tortoise can so the dog caught up with the tortoise uh, and the tortoise was no more for this world uh, and that was sad because you know he was, he was really cool um, and you know he didn't he didn't want that to happen but it's just, you know, it's just a dog doing what dogs do. Um, so they've, they've got they've got another um, tortoise. They took it to him yesterday. And he, usually he would know that it's not the right one. Because it, this one's a lot smaller. So, but yeah, he didn't, he didn't know. He just, you know they had to explain to him, he's a little bit, they said that the tortoise had been at the, the vet's because it had been a little bit poorly, so it had been away at the vets and stayed with the vets for a little while. Um, so it's, it's lost a little bit of weight. And he bought into that. He's happy. He's over the moon. that He's got his, his tortoise back. Um, and I didn't realise how sort of how strange tortoises are, because it, it took a shit on me. No, it shit on Hannah. It took a shit on Hannah, and it, it um, urinated on me. So, you know, um, me and Hannah were over there to meet him. This was the original... Uh, the original Zuma, Zuma 1.0. Um, we went over there to meet him and be nice to him and, you know, welcome him into the family. Um, and he paid us back. You know, he defecated on Hannah and then he urinated on me. So, you know, they're they're pretty rogue. They just don't... I don't think they know family love, um, which is a shame because should, everyone should know love. But, yeah, he um, he urinated on me. 
and it, his urination was white. So that was that was a little bit different. On the subject of amphibious beings, uh, Hannah and I watched Blackfish the other day. If you haven't seen Blackfish, it's on Netflix, and it is about um, Sea World. You know, you know, you have Sea World in Florida, in San Diego. And all around the world, you have the different sea worlds with the, the orca whales or the killer whales, as they're more commonly known. Um, and it's really, really eye opening and upsetting because, you know, they're the way they're caught is people are paid like fishermen are paid to sort of chase these orca whales. And these orca whales are not stupid. You know, they sort of um, they 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 cotton on what's happening and the mothers will split up from the young because we as humans will naturally think that the young are with the mothers still. So the mothers will split away from the young and the young will, um, the, the babies of the group, the children will swim in a different direction. So the humans will carry on chasing the, the mothers and the, the adults. But we've got airplanes now that also, this is how committed to the cause us humans are about catching orca whales is we use aeroplanes to, to get an aerial bird's eye view of where these whales are swimming. And then when the aeroplanes realise what's happened, they instruct the boats to go to a different a different way because that's where the children have gone and the young ones have gone and they're actually chasing the adults, which they don't want because the adults have been in the wild for too long. You know, they're too long in the tooth, they can't be told. They can't be trained, but the, the baby ones can be taken in and can be trained so they can do stunts. So what they do is they they chase them and they 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 corner them. Uh, is it corner? Can you corner them? I don't know if you can corner them, but you know they get them into one area and they let out big nets. And then they're caught in the nets and they drag them back and stuff like that. And then they transport them all around the world. I believe like they're caught off the coast of like Iceland, over Scandinavia sort of way. Um, is that Scandinavia? I don't know. Geography isn't my strong point, but. Um, they're caught over that way near Iceland and then they're, they're flown or shipped in like cargo containers to like California, places like California and Florida. So how distressing is that for them? And then all of their life they're kept in, you know, um, swimming pools. And the swimming pools are not the size of the ocean or the sea. Uh, and the, the pools that they're taken into to do performances is is relatively big because they need to swim around and stuff like that but i did not know that overnight they are kept in a different pool i just assumed they'd stay in the one that they were, they would like do their tricks in but i was wrong and they are kept in a little like 12 meter by 12 meter box basically um and they're, they left there all overnight which isn't fair because you know there's not they're not supposed to be um they're not supposed to be in captivity like that you know they're a big they're a big animal and this one this one whale um he killed two trainers you know because sometimes these whales strike back and you can't really blame them because they're being kept in like solitary confinement really all in a cell all of their life and then they're they're teased and they're poked and they're expected to do stuff by humans and sometimes the whales are like, nah, come on. And then they sort of drag 
the trainers into the water um, and they eat them. But they don't always eat them. You know, they kill them and then they parade them around for like days at a time. They will parade dead humans around for days at a time. And maybe it's like a statement, you know, like a, a warning. Um, but yeah, this one dude, where's I going with it? Where's my story going? Yeah, this one whale, Tillicum, his name is, he killed um, a couple of trainers, but rather than let him go back into the wild, they kept hold of him just to um, use his semens because his semens was worth a lot of money because he was such a good breed of orca. So they would, um, you know, someone would have to relieve him and when he sprayed out would catch it and then they'd use that semens to produce different, you know, other whales. Um, which is which is really out of, I think it's really out of order because he's kept in captivity all his life and he's not, I don't think he's performing anymore because he's he's too volatile. So all they do is just use him for, you know, his um, ejaculate, uh, which is, um, I'm pretty sure there's got to be some, some sort of, you know, like sexual harassment law against that or bestiality law against that. But I'm not a lawyer, so I cannot pass too much of a judgment on that. Uh, what else has been going on? We've got a new car. We've got a new car now because, um, do you remember a few episodes ago I told you I, I uh, crashed into Mrs. Hilda? Uh, and that, you know, I crashed my car into Mrs. Hilda at 12 miles an hour going backwards. So the extent of the damage was not really that bad. However, the insurance company uh, decided to call the car a total loss and wrote my car off. So we we were then left to go and buy, you know, like buy another car. So we had to find another car, um, and we bought we bought a new car, which is good. We you know we really like it, but you know should have should we have been driving around in um, in a car that was going to be written off at twelve miles an hour? Because if something else had happened, if I had crashed this car, you know, at seventy miles an hour with my nephews in the car and my niece in the car, then you know. We could be looking at a very different, um, a very different podcast story. So, you know, I'm glad to have a new car. I feel a bit safer in it. It's a bit, it's a bigger car. It's higher. I feel a lot better. Um, and Hannah feels a lot better driving it. So I suppose it's a win-win. It's a little bit of money laid out, but what can you do as part of life? It's part of being an adult, I suppose. And that's one of them things that gets me down. That's one of them things that makes me an emo Nemo. Um, is monies because there's um, so much to pay for when you're an adult. You don't realise when you're a child how much there is to pay for. Um, but you know, it's not just us in that boat. Everyone's in the same boat. So, meh. Yeah. Uh, I've seen a lot of people moaning actually this week on Facebook about, um, you know, about fireworks because uh, they were going off at like ten a.m. Uh, ten p.m. Sorry. You know what? Who cares? If someone's celebrating something and they need fireworks to celebrate, let them celebrate. It's obviously a good reason that they're celebrating. Don't come on fucking Facebook and, you know, moan about it or pick holes in whatever they're celebrating. And we, where we live is like a... It's like a central place where cruise ships go from. So 
every time cruise ships go out, there's fireworks. So I don't know why we're not used to it. I don't. To be honest, I don't hear fireworks anymore. I just hear like a, a distant crack and a bang. You know, it's, I, I'm not phased by it at all. I just, I'm not bothered by it. But so many people I see moaning about it, and they're moaning at someone else's happiness. You know, and that's the stage of life we've got now where if somebody else is being happy and somebody else is celebrating something and we don't think they should be celebrating it at that, at that time or we don't think it's worth celebrating, then we just try and debunk it all the time. That's what we've become, you know? So it's not really fair. If somebody wants to celebrate stuff by, you know, setting fire to um, gunpowder and making bangs in the sky, that's fine. You know, as long as no one gets hurt, as long as everyone's enjoying themselves, then we should all be happy for them people, okay? So, you know, and these cruise these cruise ship people are, and these multi-million pound cruise ship companies are not going to stop setting off fireworks just because, you know, Roy from Southampton, who is now retired but likes to play golf and likes to fish, doesn't appreciate the noise. Okay, Roy? They're not going to stop it because of you. So, you know, you just got to suck that up. And that was me sucking it up. So you should do that as well. We took the dog out for a walk the other day, as we do all the time. Um, and what I did differently this time was left my phone um, in the car. You know, I didn't, I didn't take it with me. Usually I take it with me and I'm distracted by it walking around. And, you know, I think I miss a lot of stuff. Maybe stuff that doesn't matter. But I still miss it. And I think we've fallen into a trap now where we tend to look at life through a phone screen rather than with our eyes. So I told myself, I'm going to leave my phone in the car. I'm going to walk the dog with Hannah. I'm going to talk to Hannah. I'm going to look around at my surroundings and I'm going to take in what is going on around me. And you know what? I even said hello to people. You know, I spoke to people I don't know. I spoke to strangers. Uh, and if there's anybody under the age of 18 listening, I do not recommend you speak to strangers unless there is um, a, con- an adult, a supervisor, an adult there. So that's not me telling anybody to go talk to strangers. Um, but I spoke to strangers. But I spoke because I was in a good mood and I was seeing things for, you know, what was in front of me rather than seeing it through... Instagrams. So that felt good, really, to be able to, you know, I didn't see too much, you know, it was, nothing was, um, you know, spectacular, but I did see things, you know, like I, lo- I just looked at things, you know, I was, I was aware of my surroundings, I looked around at what other people were doing, I noticed and acknowledged other people, I had in-depth conversations with, with Hannah, and you know, that's stuff that wouldn't happen usually. So I'm, I'm becoming a big advocate now of leaving my phone um, away when I'm doing stuff with people. You know, if I go out for dinner, nine times out of ten, my phone won't come out. My phone will be either in the car or in the po- in my pocket. Um, because, we, you know, we've got, we've got to the point now where, where we feel like we're attached to our phones. Like we need our phones because that one, you know, we tell ourselves... If you don't take your phone, the one time you don't take it, someone something will happen and someone will need you. 
You know, that's what we told ourselves. That's our brain. That's what our brain has told us to believe. Which is a bit strange because our brain has told us that, but our brain's also believed it. So our brain has sort of believed its own propaganda. But yeah, we 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 as humans believe that the one time we don't take something with us is the one time we will need it the most. But you know, I'll leave my phone in my pocket or in the car. I believe if you're out if you're out having dinner with somebody or with people, I believe you should your phone should not be out. Your phone should I believe it's rude to have your phone on a table because the people you are out with um, deserve your attention um, and you shouldn't have any distractions that's but that's just me that's just what um that's just the way I think and that's just the way I feel but I'm not sure if anybody else feels like that but I do so that's what that's what I do and again that goes back to my gratitude list because everyone's individual some people may sit on their phone all um all evening at dinner and if that is I wouldn't go out with them again if that was me um but yeah, we're all individuals, so we all do what we want to do. But that's just what I do. Excuse me, I'm just having some water. Okay, so... Um, let's have a look at some news headlines. Now, I've got a feeling this is going to be a short um, episode today. Because I've got, I've got some adult stuff to do today. I've got some errands to run um, for the charity event that we're running for um, Ret UK, which is... Uh, the amazing charity which supports um, our niece. Our niece has got Rett syndrome, uh, which is a rare neurological disorder which affects one in 12,000 young girls who survive pregnancy or survive birth. Um, so we're running, last year we rate, we done a fundraiser for um, solely for my niece. And we raised over £5,000 for her, for her, for her educational equipment and... Um, you know, like physical development equipment. So, we, yeah, we raised a lot of money for her last year. And then this year, you know, we, we decided after the success of um, the event last year that we're going to make it an annual thing. And um, what we're going to do is we can't expect people to always pay into um, our niece because, you know, there's other people out there in need as well. So what we decided to do was each year raise money for the charities which help. Um, my niece and our family so this year we are raising money for Ret UK who have been a great help for um, for our family um, and if you're interested in any of these events or in in my niece's journey then you can follow her Facebook um, by searching Eva's Dreams E-V-A apostrophe S Dreams uh, and that's that account is ran and managed by me um, and it's basically just a, a document of her life and her journey and, you know, her friends that she meets as well who are, are suffering the same thing. And the, you know, the um, the journey that the families go through as well. So if you want to follow follow her page, please do. And everyone is welcome to attend um, these charity fundraisers. And this one's in, this is going to be in Southampton on the 24th of November. So if, you, if that's something you're interested in, then... Look on the Facebook, baby, because that's where it is, cat daddy. Okay, so my first headline um, this week is... Um, yeah, let's go with that one. So a woman in Florida... Okay, get this, you know. So I'll, I'll set the scene, you know. 
uh, a crazy lady has had a falling out with her uh, on and off boyfriend. Let's call them. Um, we'll call her. Oh, uh, Jamie Lee. We'll call her Jamie Lee because that's quite a Florida name. And we'll call him uh, Dustin. So Jamie Lee and Dustin had a falling out. Okay. Uh, Dustin doesn't live where Jamie Lee lives. Um, so Jamie Lee needs to get to him. So Jamie Lee steals a car. She steals an SUV. That's a sports utility vehicle. So she steals the SUV to go and, you know, hunt down um, Dustin and maybe, you know, uh, have an argument with him or uh, physically hurt him. So she steals this car and she's traveling to go and um, hurt Dustin or maybe just talk it out. Who knows? But uh, as always, when someone steals your car, you report it to the police. And the police have picked up on the fact that Jamie Lee has stole this car. And they're chasing her. And she looks in her rearview mirror when she's being chased. And she's being chased by uh, the police. And a fucking herd of cows. Now, I don't know what type of cows these were to be keeping up with an SUV, alright? But the fucking cows were chasing her. The, the cows were chasing down the st- her and the stolen car because she was in the stolen car driving it and the cows were chasing her. Now, I'm not sure what they're feeding their cows in Florida. You know, maybe we should we should feed it to some of our fucking um, Team GB athletes for the Olympics. But these cows were chasing down, um, you know, Jamie Lee, fictional character Jamie Lee, in a car. Now, is that not madness? Cows chasing a car. Because the only cows I've ever seen, you've got a, you've got a job to move out of the road because they're too fucking lazy to do anything, and they will stand in the middle of the road and they will shit in the road, and you try and bib at them to move them. But these cows in Florida are all jacked up on Mountain Dew, and they're fucking chasing down criminals. They're vigilante cows. Let that sink in. That is crazy. And you know, I, I'm pretty sure if I was running from the police and I, I saw I was being chased by cows, uh, yeah, I'm pulling over because I want to get these fucking cows autograph for a start because they're going to be obviously going to be future marathon runners the first cow to complete the London marathon and I got his autograph come on uh, another headline was uh, a georgian boy and I believe um when they say georgian boy they mean uh, where he's from and not the time that he's from because if this was a boy from the Georgian times, then we need to be looking at the bigger picture and we need to be looking at how the fuck he's here and where's his time capsule, where's his time traveling machine. So I'm, I'm assuming when they say Georgian boy, they mean where he's from, Georgia. And I don't think that's Georgia in the USA. I believe that is Georgia, which is in... Uh, in Europe somewhere, maybe over by Russia, maybe. And like I said, geography is not um, not on, on top of my um, CV. So 
I'm thinking Georgia's by Russia, maybe. If there is any um, geographicians, geo- geographers out there, um, please correct me if I'm wrong. But I'm just going to go ahead and say that Georgia is over by Russia and, and then parts. Um, and the headline is, a Georgian boy solves Rubik's Cube underwater in one breath. Okay, now let me break this down a little bit, because if anybody's ever done a Rubik's Cube, or attempted seriously to do a Rubik's Cube, then you would know it's hard to do in your natural, um, you know, your natural habitat. Breathing in the air you're supposed to breathe in with no stress, you know, maybe in a quiet room, maybe within um, um, like an adjudicator there maybe. You know, to make sure you're not cheating. Uh, that's stressful enough. I used to do a Rubik's Cube um, to de-stress. But I used to, it used to have the reverse effect. And I used to, you know, it ended up getting broken. So it didn't last long. Uh, and then, under okay, underwater in one breath. He's either, you know, one of these freestyle one breath divers and can regulate his breathing very well and has a good lung capacity. Um, or he's maybe just, you know, superhuman. Maybe over there in, in Georgia, they're growing up next to nuclear power plants and they're just different. But I, I panic if I'm, you know, in the bath, under the, if I put my head under the water in the bath to sort of wash my hair, I panic if I'm down there for too long. And that's just simply washing my hair, not trying to do a Rubik's Cube. So... Imagine, you know, it's hard enough to do a Rubik's Cube and it's hard enough to stay underwater for X amount of time with one breath. Let alone, you know, like, um, you know, collaborating the two. Making the two um, together. Staying underwater with only one breath in your lungs and completing a Rubik's Cube. Now... Whilst I've got you here and on this subject, I am just going to have a look at the quickest time someone has ever done a Rubik's Cube in. So if you just bear with me. The quickest time to complete Rubik's Cube. Popped up, so it's obviously been searched a lot. The average time. The world record for average time per solve was by Felix Zemdegs at the Melbourne Cube Day 2013. And I'm just going to go ahead here and say, if you're looking for, this is probably also two world records. This is probably the world record for the uh, average, you know, the quickest Rubik's Cube to be solved. And probably a world record for the largest amount of virgins in any one place at one time. Um, So... The world record for average time per solve was set by Felix Zemdegs at the Melbourne Cube Day in 2013 with a 6.54 second average. What? Gabriel Piera Campana solved a Rubik's Cube with his feet in 25.14 seconds. Okay, that's... that's uh, blown my head a little bit because you know we've got somebody out in here in this world who is um 
you know, solving a Rubik's Cube with his feet. 90% of the world can't do it with hands. And then we've got this Georgian boy who's doing it underwater. So I'm not sure how long it took him. You know, maybe he, is, uh, he had a strict training camp, maybe, where he was just doing Rubik's Cube uh, all morning. And then in the afternoon, he was, you know, hold his breath in the tub. Maybe he did that and, and built up to it and then did it. I'm just going to go ahead and say he didn't just decide to do it and get in the water, hold his breath and say, you know, give me a Rubik's Cube, I'm going in. But 6.54 seconds to complete a Rubik's Cube. Come on. That's some crazy times. Um, I think it would take me maybe 6.54 days. And that's not a joke either because that's not a lie or an exaggeration because I lose um, lose interest with things like that real, real quick. Um, so, uh, yeah, but I go back to what I was saying, you know, uh, virgins in one place. Um, that's got to be a world record as well. Uh, okay, my last headline I'm going to cover before I wrap it up. Uh, what time are we on? Mm, 41 minutes, baby. Uh, okay, yeah, so it's going to be about this uh, 500 foot uh, wide meteor, which apparently just skimmed the earth at 20,000 miles per hour. Um, you know, I, I feel like this should probably be a bit more of a concern around what's going on here, because if something that is 500 feet wide hit our, I'm going to break it down for you here, okay? And as a quota, I am not an astrologist, a physicist, a chemist, whatever, not a scientist. This is just um, my thought from the toilet breakdown on meteors. So, something which is 500 feet wide or across or, you know, in size is big. I believe they compared this meteor to the size, the same size as one of the pyramids in Egypt. Now I'm going to get all technical for you here, okay? And I'm going to use words like axis. But are the world that we are on, and it's not round, no, shit, it's not flat, sorry, it's round. And, you know, I'm not going to edit that out because this is raw. And I just said the earth is not round, but I didn't mean it. And I corrected myself and I said the earth is not flat. The earth is round. So any flat earthers, I'm not on your team. OK, I'm still um, on the round earth hype. So our round earth is on an axis. And they are known as the poles and not them people that are from um, Poland. You know, we we. We refer to them as North and South Pole. Um, and it's almost as if you know, you'd know stick a, um, a cocktail stick for a pickled onion. If you could all imagine that in your head, that is the world. And then you tilt it, you tilt it um, a little bit and that is us. You know, we're sat on an axis on our poles and we spin and that causes gravity. Okay. See how technical I am? See how good I am? Um, now you can see why you know, I failed science in school. Um, and we are so perfectly placed in our atmosphere that if we moved, you know, maybe feet, feet either way of where we are, 
then we would cease to exist because everything would go to shit and the world would be no more. So, if something which was 500 feet in size, whether it is width, length, height, if 500 foot of rock and, you know, molten space metals, and who knows, maybe even some people that have been caught up in space have been picked up by this meteor. But if it is 500 feet in size and it hits our Earth at 20,000 miles an hour, we're going to be knocked off of our axis. And that is that. No more gravity. No more Love Island. No more Great British Bake Off. Because, you know, we'd be gone. That'd be us gone from the gene pool. And I just feel like there should be a, a little bit, well, you know, I say a bit more, um, uh, like, a bit more of an, a warning around it, but it's not a lot really you can do. I mean, Donald Trump has created his Space Force. Maybe he could deploy the Space Force to go and intercept it. I know there's ways we can fire like missiles at it, I believe. Um, and it'll sort of disintegrate and break bits off of it and try and slow it down or change its path or trajectory. Uh, but there's, yeah, apparently skimmed the earth. Uh, I'm not sure in scientific, you know, like astronomical terms, what they would class as um, skimming. I'm sorry, guys, you won't know this, but... Um, you may have heard the knock at the door there. Someone was just at my door delivering a package. So I had to pause it quickly. And I won't edit it out because I don't lie to you guys. But yes, getting back to it, what was I saying? I'm not sure in astronomical terms how close they were classed as skimming. You know, has it missed us by 10,000 miles? You know, is that skimming or is it... Or has someone got a fucking friction burn off it? It was on the beach in Mexico. You know, he sat down in uh, in Mexico on La Playa and a, this fucking asteroid comes across and takes the skin off your knee. You know, is that skimming or is it 10,000 miles away? I don't know. But I know we're still here. We've got another podcast done. You know, it's episode 10. We're 10 episodes deep, baby. That's 10 weeks worth of me talking to myself and no one listening. Ooh. So we're 10 weeks in. And hopefully we're not going to get hit by any asteroids so we can carry on doing this. But I'm going to wrap it up because it actually has gone on longer than what I expected. Um, so I hope you enjoyed this episode, episode number 10. And I'll be back at some point next week. Uh, maybe. Because obviously I'm going away with um, Hannah and, and Hannah's parents. Um, so if I can, I'll squeeze one in. If not, I'll make it up to you. Um, but have a good weekend. You know, it's Friday the 31st of August. Tomorrow is the 1st of September. It's pay weekend for some of us. Go out, have fun, be safe. Um, be good to yourself because self-love and being emotionally self-sufficient is the flavor of the day. So go out, have fun, wear condoms unless you know the person and um, you both consent to not wearing condoms and never play leapfrog with a unicorn. See you guys.